Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver, Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved today. I have the immense pleasure of chatting with a man called Andy Henderson. Andy is founder of Forward Thinking Limited and your affordable board. But for those people who don't know who Andy is, who is Andy? And how has he got to sit in his seat today? Oh, cracky. Well, Andy, who's Andy Henderson? Well, it's a funny one. It's something I've struggled to get to grips with myself. <laughs> Because I've got this alter ego, the Sherpa guide over here, and there's Andy Henderson, and they are one in the same thing, but one does one thing and one does something else. So Andy Henderson, background in technology. Uh, I was the worst boss in the world back then when I was running an IT business. But, you know, you learn a lot, don't you? A bit of self-awareness and stuff. And, you know, you go through some pain and then all of a sudden you realise what true leadership is all about. Uh, so I've been on the sort of process of a bit and a journey of a little bit of discovery um, and, and, you know, what I'm all about now is, is, is helping people, you know, I know it sounds a bit cheesy and corny, but I almost like fight to be the opposite person that I used to be. So, so before it was all about me chasing state or ego, status, ego, money and all that jazz. And now it's all about chasing impact. It's all about, you know, serving people and just making a difference. Yeah. Love that. I love that. In fact, Andy, right. So when you said you were the worst boss ever, did yeah. you did you recognize you? What were the triggers that made you think or realize that you were the worst boss ever? Uh, well, the worst bit of it was well, there's 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 always a, an underlying feeling, right? That whilst you know you're good at something, and whilst you know you can do it, there's an underlying feeling that it's not working and it's not it's not right. But I think the biggest sign that uh, that I was the worst boss was when I was made uh, MD of, 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 of the IT business that I used to work for. I worked there for 20 years from right at the bottom and I sort of grew through the ranks and stuff. But I was made MD on the back of uh, a few badly performing years and the owner of the business, he just didn't know what to do and he basically threw it at me, appointed me MD one day, big sort of announcement, blah, 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 very, very quick thing. And it was like, all oh, right, he, this guy's running the business now, guys, so, so crack on. And there was loads of PR around it and stuff and, and loads of PR around the plans for the future and the vision and what we we're going to do and how we we're going to transform stuff. And all those plans went into the press and there was loads of internet articles, articles in the paper, interviews, all sorts. And we put all these, these like, uh, we blew them up on like uh, boards and we put them all in the canteen around, right? And within two or three days, I went down to the canteen and someone called me and they said, have you seen what someone's done to these pictures? And I was like, no. So I looked at them and, and every single picture of me in these articles, someone had either scribbled my face out with black permanent marker or with a compass. Oh, wow. And they literally scratched my face out. So wow. that's when, that was a real low point. And this is the truth, right? This is the absolute truth. And that was a real low point for me. I thought there's someone in this business that really doesn't like me. And I have a feeling that that's not an isolated person. So maybe... Maybe I'm doing something wrong, um, but I didn't know what I, I was just doing. What I was, I thought I was supposed to do, which was basically tell everyone what to do, 
uh, and thinking I had to have all the answers because, you know, when you've got a big ego and you're a bit selfish and you're chasing money and personal gain, I suppose, you know, when people look at that, they're thinking, this this guy's not a leader and I'm not a follower, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was a pretty torturous time, that actually, and it, it led me to a point where on the 7th of January 2013, I'm actually sat in my office, I've got my head in my hands, and the reason why I know that date so well is because I'm sat there like this and my head's over the conference phone and it had the date and time on. Yeah. And it was like I had three options at that point that I distilled it down. I thought I, I, I'm going to have to leave or I'm going to get fired or I'm, I, I probably need to go to hospital because I just feel, I, you know, I felt so bad. You know, I was grey. I was probably drinking too much. You know, I just felt I just felt flipping awful. And that was like the that was the lowest, the lowest ebb of my career. But since then, everything's changed dramatically. That's 2013. So since then, everything's changed an awful lot. Yeah, wow, wow. So just a quick question just to be, before that, that lowest ebb. Just before the compass um, scratching um, <laughs> incident was, uh, was, was brought to you, did you believe you were successful? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but, but it, was, it was tempered with, you know, because I had all the, I had the Mercedes M, uh, AMG, I had the money, I had the nice house in a little village, uh, all the stuff that people would look at and go, he's fucking, he's a successful dude. Uh, but inside, I felt hollow. There was a big void, and the void is all the void for me. I've discovered it's it's community. It's a lack of a sense of feeling part of something. Um, I didn't know that at the time. I just I just knew something was wrong. Because you, you you kind of almost taught to chase significant status, ego, money, things. And you, the more of those things you chase and the, the better you get at obtaining them, the worse you feel inside, I think. Because, yeah. you know, and, and I, I've got, uh, you know, I, I know people right now who are suffering that, who I've tried to talk to about it based on my own lived experience. And it's, it's just like there's an ignorance is bliss kind of thing. And they're going yeah. to carry on. I can see what's going to happen. They're going to burn out. They're going to fall off that. They're going to end up with a job in Asda for a bit just to chill out. And then they're going to restart and climb the second mountain. Probably. Do you think, well, do you think it's because they need to feel how you felt at that point with your head in your hands before they realise? Or do you think anybody can tell them? I don't know. I suppose it depends on the strength of character. And I don't mean strength and character in terms of pursuing it so the pain gets unbearable and you break. I kind of mean the strength of character of, of realising, not maybe strength of character is the wrong word, maybe the self-awareness is the thing. It depends how self-aware they are, because if you get to a point where you feel like in the future you might break, then someone with a lot of self-awareness might put their hand up and go, I need some help because this isn't right. But but typically people don't because it's indoctrinated into you, right? Chase that, chase that, get that, get loads of them, and you'll be really flipping happy, but it's just not the case. No. no. What does success mean to you now, Andrew? Success means to me, it's about being connected. It's about being part of community. It's about doing good work, doing work, good work together with others who share that passion and purpose. You know, it's, it's for me, it's a slow, success is feeling like you've slowed the pace down, yet the outcomes that you're able to deliver are faster. Um, and actually, something a bit quirky, success for me is being able to uh, uh, um, fulfill one of my dreams, one of mine and my wife's dreams, which is to when the children are of age and they've left home, we're gonna we're gonna live on a barge, we're gonna live on the water, 
Um, and we want to live in, in in France on the Grand Canal and just literally go up and down that for the rest of our lives, drinking wine and cheap. You know, and if you can do that without worrying about growing old and poor, because you've got enough financial means behind you to just not worry about that and driving at four miles an hour maximum, wherever you go, is just that that's that's kind of success, you know, nature and simple things. I yeah, think I I love Almost that. simplicity is the measure of success. Being able to live a simple life and not worry, that I think that, that for me is, is everything. But also yeah. there is that, because I'm still the same guy as I was and, and, and I shouldn't dismiss that person because that person who is me, obviously, I'm not schizophrenic, uh, taught me a lot. And there's still that drive in me to, to kind of almost want to be a bit famous for the work I've done. And so there's still a bit of ego there. There's still a bit of status, but it's not being famous like celebrity, but it's being being looked up to as someone that others might want to be like or follow because of the impact I've created and the good positivity I've created in the world. Do, do you know what I mean? I do. I do. That was quite a journey, that last answer as well. And I just want to pick into a couple of parts of it, actually, because when you, when you went through your story about be, wanting to be on a barge, that was a perfect analogy for what you said a couple of minutes before that, when you said success is about slowing down but having a greater output. And, yeah. and that is like like living on that barge, isn't it? Only travelling four miles an hour, but being able yeah. to live as you want to live. I, lo- I love that. Absolutely yeah. love that. Um, so, so eight years since the seventh of January. Yeah. Um, looking down at the, uh, at the at the 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 form that was below you there, what has changed and what has your journey been since that since that moment? Uh, well, I suppose immediately after that moment, uh, the, the the almost like the litmus point was where me and my FD sat down. We didn't have a particularly great relationship because she thought she could do a better job than me. And to be fair, at that point, she probably could. Um, but we really had a heart to heart with some tears and some stuff like, you know, what's going wrong with this business? It's it's failing. It's going backwards. But I believe I really believe I know what I need to do with this 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 company to make it work. And, you know, we 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 sort of got to the got to the point of understanding that you know, whilst we knew where the business, where we wanted to take the business, no one else had a clue. They weren't involved in that process of, of, of defining the destination, defining what's the top of the, what the top of the mountain needs to look like for the people. You know, because I was too busy telling them what to do and thinking I had to have all the answers and I had this massive load of armour on, like I was impenetrable kind of thing. But, but I took the armour off, threw that in the bin and thought, fuck it, you know, I need to, what we need to do is actually speak to the people and find out what they need, find out what they want, find out where they think we, we should go or could go. And we, we, we just almost created a, we created a plan around, right, let's, let's capture the whole in, entire team's voice. There were 72 of us at that point. Let's capture the employee voice. Let's really ask them what they thought of leadership and the business and their job and their team. And we did, uh, we did that and we got all the data back and it was pretty cutting from my, to me, to, towards me. Uh, but I was, you know, I was at a low ebb anyway, because I ca- and I kind of thought, well, listen, it's, it, you know, whatever they say, I've got to take it on board and then do something about it. And look, literally we did. So we we did an employee survey. We got the data, quickly published a you said we did kind of scenario. You said that this is what we're going to do. And honestly, it was the flipping best 750 quid it cost us to do that survey. And it was the best money we ever spent because we went from a failing 12 million pound business that wasn't profitable 
six months after we did the survey, the guy that ran the survey, the employee engagement company came in and he looked around and he went, what the hell have you done to this place? It's electric. And it really was, you know, in such a short period of time, the culture started shifting and, and our engagement as leaders with the people started to develop and, and, and get a lot closer. And literally we went from 12 million not profitable to 14.6 million profitable the next year. Uh, and then the next year it was 14.6 to 19 million. Then we started to harness the customer data. So we, 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 we did big customer surveys, not just little ones with five questions. I mean, seriously intense customer surveys. We got all that data and brought it together with the employee uh, data. And that gave us a real insight into how engaging with people actually delivered customer success. So we started to publish, you said we did to the customer. That helped us get from 19 to 24.6 million. So basically we doubled it in size in three years and we did it with 20% less employees because we created belief. Yeah. Wow. Belief, belief in what? Belief in the future. Belief in our mission. Belief in working together collectively to do something that had meaning, I suppose. And on the back of belief, what you get when you've got, because people say culture eats strategy for breakfast, right? And that it's not true. Um, you need both. Because if you have a really, if you have a really positive culture, you've probably got a slide, a few beanbags, some fruits, and everyone's like, "Well, hey, this is nice." It's not productive unless you you publish the journey, you engage with the people to help them understand the journey that the business is on. Then you sit down with them to help them understand the impact that they have and their their role and their part that they play in that journey. And then sit down with the people again to understand what are their goals and how do they overlay onto the journey. And then it becomes like a 50-50 thing there where the boss and the leaders in the business support the person to reach their own goals whilst they're supporting the business to reach theirs. Yeah. It just works. Yeah, love that. Love that. And um, and we've got a mo- we've got a model. So we call it the best model, but not because we, we're biggest fans of it, but because it spells like the word best. So like traditionally, I believe that consultants went into business to fa- focus on the T, the targets, and they were just like, what can we do to make this target better? And then 10 years ago, customer experience was a thing. So customer satisfaction was the next thing. So that was the S part of it, of the S and the T. And then like five years ago, it was all about well-being and employee engagement. That's the E part of it. And I think exactly like you've just said that employee engagement feeds customer satisfaction customer satisfaction feeds your business targets and achieving that well then the b part of it is what i think you've really articulated um quite beautifully this morning is leadership behavior so the, the b so leadership behavior creates employee engagement that creates um customer satisfaction that then delivers business targets and i think what you've just spoken about your journey there is how you as a leader have changed your behavior that's impacted all of the things um, yeah, above it. Could, that's really interesting, Lee. I, I really like that. You could even swap the B for belief, because if yeah. the leader get belief, that belief then ripples through to employees. The employees help the customer believe in the entity, the business that's performing the service or providing the products, and the tar- again the targets, the targets follow. I mean, you know, leadership behaviors. If you have the right leadership behaviors, it leads to belief from the people in the leaders. Yes. Belief, trust, you know, all that insp- inspiration, motivation, it's all those things start to, to start to happen naturally. And then, you know, that ripples out to the customer and it ripples out in the performance. Of the, the performance is the last thing you should look at. It's kind of like, um, you know, one of my things is like, we need to create businesses that have meaning. So they focus on meaning, not money. They focus on purpose, not profit. They focus on relationships, not uh, revenue. And they focus on impact, not income. 
And if you focus on the four things before, then the the, the money stuff all it just happens by default. It just knocks on your door anyway. So, and it's much more enjoyable to chase impact and meaning and purpose and and uh, relationships than it is to chase money. Because at the end of the day, what 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 money? The pursuit of money leads to the place that we've all probably been to, and it's not a great place. Yeah, no, completely. And focusing on those four things that you mentioned then gets people to feel something as well. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big um, advocate. So one of my favourite quotes is that Mayor Angeli one is, uh, people forget what you said, forget what you did, but never forget how you made them feel. And if as a leader, you can get people to feel something in the journey that you're on, um, more, that, more than, all right, we need to save some money for the shareholders or we need to make a blah, 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 blah. People, people aren't really bought into that. A percentage of people might be um, invested in the, the success of the company. But if you can get into every individual, when you said you spoke to all 70-odd employees and tried to understand from their perspective what was important and how their, their role within the journey, I think that, that's so important. So... So Andy, right? You um, you you've, you've been a terrible boss and a great boss. What do you think? Yeah. What what do you think the um the difference is between between the two? What's the difference? Well, I can only relate to to my the journey, you know, the journey of self awareness. Really, I think I think you know things like listening, things like asking questions instead of telling. So questions are more important and more powerful than telling people. I think. You know, emotionally, be emotional intelligence. I mean, I don't like the phrase, but being in tune with the needs of the other, the others, the other person in front of you, and yeah. understanding their perspective and, and valuing that perspective. You know, valuing everyone's perspective and voice. You know, that's important. But there's also a bit about being firm and fair and being quite direct, radical candor. You know, that kind of thing. It's there's, there's got to be a because t- you can't just be a nice fluffy you know a bit of a walkover kind of dude where everything's so positive and you know you whatever there's got to be a, a straight a backbone behind that that has a firm eye and a firm hand on the tiller of the organization you know and being a good boss is about not tolerating mediocrity as well you know because in business you get what you tolerate you know if you tolerate poor performance if you tolerate untidiness if you tolerate sloppy behaviors that's what you get you know, and, and, and it's not about you needing to see those things improve. It's about the whole, whole of the business looking at those areas of weakness. And if they look at those areas of weakness and, and see it's acceptable to behave in those ways, then performance drops massively and, and all of a sudden you're in a worse place. So you've got to call it out, you know, yeah. things that aren't aligned to the company values. You've got to call it out. and You've got to be strong with that because you'll find that the followers followers follow you even more and become leaders behind you and the side of you. And the people that aren't on that kind of journey with you, they, they fall by the wayside and they've gone. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. You mentioned it before you got, you, how old are the children? Uh, I've got Oliver. He's, um, he's 13, nearly 14 and Evie's 11. Amazing. Amazing. So um, you, because you've had such a journey personally yeah. and self-aware and you help people and you focus on community what lessons do you hope that they've got from you? Um, I think one of the big ones is I, I talk about living a life by design or building a business by design. So, and what that kind of means is that we we have the opportunity, we have the choice to be something, 
to do something, we have the opportunity to design the life that we kind of want. It might not always work out, but I think the key point is, is to set the destination and put a stake in the ground, ground into the future and, and work with all your might, you know, harness all your energies, whether that's time-based energy, whether that's financial energy, whether that's motivational type energy and things and, and focus it on going in that direction, you know? I, 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 I'm not a subscriber to the fingers crossed and hope for the best because you just get blown around in the wind and in 10 years' time, you might wake up and go, bloody hell, what am I doing here? I didn't want to be here. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it's not the blowing of the wind that gets you where you're trying to get to. It's the setting of the sails, right? So I think, I think it's that understanding that we can be anything that we want to be. We've just got to decide. <laughs> you know, it's that thing. It's like, don't don't let the world just tell you what you're going to be or your teachers or whatever, you know, let's let's inspire and motivate you to try different things until you find that thing that you want. And when you found it, we'll flipping, we'll back you 100% to go that in that direction, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Have you found what you want to be? Um, I think I'm on the journey to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Really exciting, right? Because I think you've you've had such a, an interesting journey. You've got clarity. You've got your end destination on the barge, but you're still um, changing, building, developing, growing. And that comes back to the words that you mentioned before about being self-aware. And I just want to: Have you always been self-aware, or is yep. it? How did you become? And in fact, absolutely, this is a, this is a question. What what triggered you to be more self-aware? Because I work in so many different businesses, organisations, and you think a lot of leaders are, are in that position because of what they've done in the past, and it'll not make them successful being and doing what they've done. It's about being self-aware and maybe changing and, and recognising that they need to change to, to, to grow. So what, what was what was your moment? Is it is it still the, the, the phone moment, the 7th of January moment that, that like triggered your self-awareness or is there another? Yeah. Well, there's a few things, really. I think there's, th- there's something that triggered it, triggered it at the start of the process. Then there's some things that accelerated it. So... The, f- the first thing was the head in the hands thing where I thought I've got to almost reinvent myself and become the opposite of what I am now. Yeah. Keeping some of the core, core, obviously the expertise, experience and the belief and the vision intact, but just changing the way I interface with people and just considering others, I think is a big thing. Because I, I think naturally I'm, I'm quite a selfish person and I, I fight with that selfishness quite a bit. And my wife, you know, is, is very quick to point out when I'm I'm kind of being... That, that kind of selfish guy that's, you know, there. Because it's still, you know, it's it's just part of you, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think I think hitting that low point was a real trigger. And then seeing the benefit of me becoming the opposite version of me. So instead of telling everyone what to do and thinking I had to have all the answers, I started asking and, and, and telling people I didn't have the answers and I needed help. So that was a big thing. And then realising the impact that that delivered to the people and my relationships with the people then ultimately the business performance was 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 great and I thought wow this is good and it feels good too and we're still making money Uh, in fact we're making more money and the business is growing this is really good but I kind of didn't understand the process behind it so one of the things I did about three years ago was I went to do you know Tony Robbins the big sort of yeah. yeah so I went um I went to his uh flagship event called Date with Destiny in Palm Beach in Florida. And that was like a six-day, very intensive understanding of what what makes you who you are and what makes you take and almost like re 
redesigning uh, your value system and your belief system inside. And that really helped me become more self-aware. So I think I think I'm still on that journey, but I think I'm I'm definitely more I'm definitely a nicer person to be around. Yeah. Would the wife say that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. I'm glad you didn't, you didn't pause on either. So you've been there. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. You're, you're. Uh, that's just um, another measure of the popular chap that you are, Andy, isn't it? Um, so, so for somebody that is as popular as you are and has had a journey um, that you've had, have you managed to keep your full head of hair? Uh, well, we've got a history of full heads of hair in the family. My grandfather, who's uh, not with us anymore, he had a full head of hair when he passed away. My other grandfather on the other side, he unfortunately is not with us either, uh, but he had a massively full head of hair. Uh, it's going grey slightly, but it, it won't go. My dad's got like full hair, you know, full hair. That's it. And he's Amazing. like he's coming up to 70 years old. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Unless unless I got really ill with with something that, might make my hair fall out. I think I'll be okay. Yeah, amazing. I do have her ender. Um, that's an actual thing. Um, anyway, so um, you spoke about, so where were you when you decided to, um, in fact, actually, right at the start, you mentioned there's two of you. There's uh, there's Andy Henderson and then there's the Sherpa Guide. I think yes. let's just, let's just who, who is the Sherpa Guide? What is the Sherpa Guide? Okay, so so the, the Sherpa is like, it's like the Sherpa is is the guide. So I'm just Andy, right? I'm just, my mates know Andy Anderson, but the guide is the person that helps others that may have been in the same or may be in the similar situation that I was when I was at my lowest ebb. And and, and, and the, the guide in me helps them through questioning how to get out of that feeling and, and and get unstuck and get excited about the future and start building either a business or a career that is really, really fulfilling, you know? Um, and it's, and it is, it's, it's, uh, there's an inner guide within me. That's, that's not the finished article. Cause I, I can, I, I almost feel it's a work in progress. Cause I really love, I really love, you know, helping organizations, helping business, especially like boards of directors, because, typically I walk in and they're all like me. They're all like I was, they're all working for money and status and cars and things. But within a day of working with me, they realize that's not the thing that they should be chasing. And we've honed it to something like there's a recruitment agency that I've worked with that are really good guys. But when I met them, they, they were basically like, you know, we work for money. There's 20 quid. That's why I turn up for work. There's my credit card. That's why I turn up for work. And by the end of it, because the, 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 the sort of recruitment industry that they're in there, they're working a lot in Eastern Europe and bringing people that haven't that have got skills but no jobs into the UK, paid full time jobs. They can bring the family over. They're living a great life and stuff. And when we boiled it down in that first day, it was like we changed lives. They literally changed lives. And when they realised that, when they really got in tune with that, it was like, oh my god, we knew this already because that's why we started the business. And we wanted to make some money, of course. But now it's just all about the money, and it just feels like Groundhog Day. It makes them feel sick and tired and horrible every day. But like within a day, it's like, oh my God, we're so excited. You know, we, we're going to change 700 lives this year. This is going to be amazing. And if we focus on changing lives, everything will just happen behind it, won't it, Andy? Yes, it will. And, yeah. and it's that kind of guidance. Because my, my position with everything, even when I work with startups or pre-starts, really early years businesses, I tell them right at the start, I say, guys, you've got all the answers already. And they go, no, that's why I'm coming to you. I say, no, trust me, at the end of this, 
you're going to say, I didn't, you're going to be really shocked and surprised that you had all the answers all along. Because my job is just to ask the questions and the questions get to the truth, right? And the people who have got the business started or the business idea, they've already got what they need. It's all in there already because a lot of it's common sense and quite simple. But when I ask the questions, it all comes out in a specific order and all of a sudden they've got this map. They've got this map that, 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 that they can see the future. They can see where they want to be. They can see how they've broken that journey down and they can see the steps that they might take, they might need to take to, 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 to get there, you know? And it's like, wow. They're like, wow. And I'm like, wow. It's just like win-win all the time. Yeah, love it. I love it. I, I can tell you love it as well. The passion when you're talking about what you do, it, it comes across and everything. You, you're genuinely um, loving what you do. Uh, just, just on the other part of your, your introduction, we mentioned your affordable board. Yes. What, what is that? Well, I mentioned at the start that one of the things that I was missing was community. And I felt that consistently. You know, when, when the business started performing, the previous business, it, I felt like I was part of that. Um, but I didn't feel like I was integrated into it. I always still felt like I was kind of on the edge, looking at the great people, doing great things. And I was like, sat there looking back, looking in and going, oh, this is great. I wish I was kind of in the centre of it, but I'd kind of pull myself out a little bit. And, and as I've gone through my journey uh, growing forward thinking and, and things it, it, about four four months ago i had a conversation with a stranger on the internet as you do and and it was kind of a bit of a coach and it was a software developer as well it's called phil really nice guy a ninja he's very uh, high up in sort of martial arts as well and and he's it, sort of boiled this he said andrew what you're missing is community he said i get this real vibe that you 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 you, you need this 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 thing around you, these people that are, that work with you, that care for you, you care for them. And it's like, and it almost, honestly, this is no word of a lie. That was a Thursday. And this fucking thing was going around in my community. And I'm thinking, I've never been in the community. I've never felt part of a community. I've always felt like a voyeur looking into other communities, thinking, oh, that looks good, but I'll just sit here on my own, eating popcorn, drinking a beer, whatever. And I, and, and I get, I, honestly, on the Monday morning, I was thinking about it, on Monday morning, I woke up, I couldn't get out of bed. I, I, I was... I was almost at that place, no word of a lie, 7th of uh, January 2013. I was in, I felt like that, and I, I was in a tailspin about it, and I thought, what am I going to do? I need this more than anything I've ever needed. Him. And I thought, I need to do, I need to join something. So I looked at all the stuff, and I thought, none of these things is, is what I want to do. And, and, and I know there's people out there that must feel the same as me. So I thought, fuck it, I'm going to have to create my own. So... I came up with this idea called Your Affordable Board. Yab, you can see it in the background there. Yab, Your yeah. Affordable Board. And, and kind of the purpose of it is to end the feeling of disconnection and isolation in an in a ultra-connected world. You know, we've never been so connected, but yet we've never felt so disconnected from things. And, you know, what one of the, one of the things I love to do and the people that I work with, my favourite customers... They, they all have this, they're all heart-centered business owners, right? They all care. They might not realize it so much because they've been chasing money for a bit, but they've got this big heart and they do want to make a difference. And, and the thing that lights them up is when they see the work that they do, light someone else up in front of them, light, you know, make a difference to them, make a positive impact. You know, and I spoke to a client uh, and, and, and it was like, he said to me, you know, Andrew, I just went out to the way the other day, you know, there was a little old lady, she, you know, she fell on the floor, she dropped shopping and stuff and, he said, I, I, I flipping stopped. Everyone else walked, but I stopped. I helped to pick up the stuff. I made sure she, I sat there and talked to her for a minute. And he said, do you know what? I walked away from that and I thought, I felt, I would, he said, I was buzzing. 
And I thought there's something in this. There's something in this helping others with our experience. It's there's something about helping others. So I created your affordable board community to end disconnection and isolation. But also the main focus is it, of it is to help others, right? And not like take turkeys round at Christmas and stuff, but help other business owners feel part of a community, something bigger than themselves, but focused on problem solving. Because I know that if we as business owners, entrepreneurs, whatever you want to call us, if we have less pressing problems in here, we're able to think more generatively, more strategically, more excitedly about the future. Because that same customer who helped the little old lady, as I've been working with their board and their business, we've been reducing the amount of operational problems so that we're able to then execute the strategic stuff. And as the operational problems have reduced and the severity has, 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 has sort of uh, been neutralised, the, 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 the MD's ability to think excitedly about all this, I'm going to build a training academy, we're going to bring loads of young people in, we're going to partner with the car, we're going to build a training centre, we're going to get the manufacturers to bring in loads of kits, and we're going to build a train so we can teach these guys technically to do the stuff, and we're going to do X, Y, and Z, and I'm like, wow, this is just unbelievable. And I, I knew that we had something. I knew that solving pro- and 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 I did some polls on LinkedIn, and one of the big ones was like, it was all about... I put that networking, it's 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 bollocks, really. Um, it, it's a bit awkward and a bit icky. And, and you know, there's lots of different networking groups out there. And I, I don't like going to networking to try and awkwardly sell my stuff to others. Yeah, I like to go for the community aspect. And I just put a poll on LinkedIn. Well, why do you go? Why does, everyone goes networking? Why do you go? What's the right thing? So I put community, helping others, getting some help yourself or to awkwardly sell your stuff to other people. 67% said community. That's wow. the number one. Wow. Uh, then like 17% said to help others. Uh, 13% said to get some help. Uh, no, 13% said to, to sell stuff to other people. And then there was a few people that said to get help themselves. So I thought, okay, so if most people want community, like me, every single networking group out there is focused on selling stuff and referring each other. So I thought, right, I'm on, I'm doing this. So, I literally launched, created the brand, launched it, and my plan was to get 30 people signed up within four weeks and have our first event four weeks after that. We got 29 people signed up in four weeks, and we had our first event uh, for five, six weeks ago. So we've had board meetings. So we call them board meetings. So we get together for three hours, and we have someone in the spotlight that that shares their their business problem, and we work in teams to ask questions about the problem and then deliberate, then offer guidance. And the three people we've worked with so far, that all their businesses have massively changed and their thinking ability has changed and they feel better and they're doing better things. You know, their behaviour in the business, the things that they're actually doing in the business to grow it have, have massively changed. So it's working. Yeah, love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. And your passion again came across then. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by your T-shirt. So your T-shirt says, powered by mates. Um, are you powered by mates? Are you powered by helping people? Are you powered by communi- um, communities? What is it that powers you the most? Relationships. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And this teacher, it's this teacher. I've got to tell you a story because you'll you'll from your backstory, um, you'll you'll resonate with this. So a friend of mine, a customer, a very good friend, um, uh, that he's he's created something based on. Um, something that negatively impacted his life years ago. Ten years ago, he lost his best mate, and it was to suicide. 
Uh, and this chap, Skull, this Dave Scholes, my mate, uh, but his mate Ian, he, he, he killed himself 10 years ago. And Dave was destro- destroyed by it, you know, and and he tried to access loads of different services, tried to look, you know, he, he did loads of stuff to help heal himself and understand why and what he could have done differently. And I get a bit emotional when I tell his story. It's not even me, you know, it's, but, but it's, um, so I don't know, maybe two years ago, he was this Dave. I didn't know Dave. He, he, he was signposted to me because he had this idea. He had a marketing agency. He had this idea. He said that. So I met him over coffee. I said, oh, come on then, Dave. I mean, you know, what, 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 do you, what do you, so he's telling me this story. He said, I've got this marketing agency, but phew. he said, I, I don't want to do that anymore. He said, I want to, I want to change the world. And I said, well, tell me how. And he, and he told me the story and he's like, I want to create something based on all my knowledge that, that helps people not have to feel that ending their life is the only way. And uh, I was in then, I was in, I was like, fuck it, I'm in, I'm absolutely, yeah. I'm in, I'm going to help you. I, I, he said, well, what can you, how can you help? I said, I've got this program, it's called Success GPS, blah, 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 blah. I said, I want you to come on the course, but I'm not going to charge you. I, 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 I'm just going to, we're just going to do it. I said, don't tell anyone who's paid for all the, just, let's just, <laughs> if you're listening and you pay for it, I'm sorry, <laughs> like a big deal, right? And they did the course and I'm, I'm going to show you something in a minute. Um, he did the course and a great result, great person to coach. And, and he's, he, he's basically designed this, this entity that was going to provide this service into the world. Two weeks after he'd finished the course, he said, Andy, can we have a coffee and sit down? And I said, yes, uh, of course we can. He said, I've got a gift for you. I said, okay. So I went for a coffee and he handed me this and it's his business card for his, for his new business. Oh, wow. And honestly, I've, I've all sorts of people have bought me loads of different things and and whatever. Um, but just a business card when he handed me that and he said, thanks mate. And I, I cried when I got it because I thought to myself, without, without me, this wouldn't have existed without me being that guy that's not chasing money without me being the guy that wants to chase impact without me, you know, being the guy that wants to make a, di- a true difference to people's lives, that business card would have had no meaning for me. Mm. It had the most profound meaning and it's framed and it's sat there and it just reminds me that I, I, I can do shit like that and I can make a difference. And not only the difference to Dave, but he's gone out now to create a difference in the world. So he's got three brands, so the T-shirt. So where does that come in? So... His philosophy on, on mental health, mental well-being, mental fitness, saving lives is all about talking, conversation. It's all about just when you're feeling not so good, just pick up the phone, go and have a beer with your mates, go and have a coffee, go and hook up with them and just tell them how you're feeling. And, and, and from a mate's perspective, ask, ask, you know, if someone doesn't look so good, just ask them, how are you, do- how are you really doing? And he just came up with this thing, a power by mates. He said, because life's power by mates. If, if your mates are truly asking the right questions and truly listening, then there's, no one's ever going to fall into that place of the only way that I can escape this is, is, to, is to end it. And, and when he came up with the brand, I said, right, I'm having that. I'm having one of them straight away. And I put it on, <laughs> I put the T-shirt on. I'm walking home from, from the office because I only live a mile away. And I rang him up, I left him a voicemail. I said, Dave, there's something about this T-shirt. I've put it on. And I feel different. I feel connected. I feel like the world's 
my mates and everything have got are, are with me as I'm walking. It's really odd because no one's with me, but I just feel their presence. And I feel like 10 men, I feel like I'm, 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 I can do anything. Anyway, he didn't get the voicemail. <laughs> so I brought him up two days later. I said, Dave, what, that vo- I left you a voicemail the other day and I was telling you about this fucking power of this thing that you've created. He said, well, I didn't get it. I said, go and check. So he checked and he flipped me back. He said, wow. He said, is that genuine? I said, it's 100% genuine. He said, well, we're onto something here. We're onto something. Anyway, long story short, this is this is part of his visibility thing. So he's 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 got this loads of people buying these t-shirts. You know, I went to, I've been to gigs and I've grabbed all the people, I've gone, look at this. And they've yeah. gone, oh wow, that's all. And they've been taking pictures of me with their mates and they've been saying, where can I get them from? And so he's doing some collaborations with clothing people, he's doing some collaborations with venues, gig venues and stuff, and all sorts to get this out. And the big thing is there's a QR code in the back of every one of them. And the QR code, when you scan it, it takes you to the Six Connections website where there's loads of stories who people where through conversation people have saved other people's lives. Wow. And also some signposting to professional services if you're not feeling so good. Yeah. So he's wow. got t-shirts, he's got beer, and he's got uh coffee because beer is a conversation starter. Yeah. Coffee is a conversation starter. A powered by mates t-shirt is a conversation starter to get people talking. And uh, just to be part of that journey, it makes me feel very well, it's part of who I am. It's part of the guide in me, the, the, the selfless, that selfless bit of me that just likes to, to help others. So a bit of a long-winded one, that, but I think you needed to know. Yeah, no, no, completely. Thank, thank you so much for sharing that. And it, but I think what it does do as well is it shows um, your values and what's important to you. You were emotionally invested in that, emotionally invested in, in totally. your own journey, how you've got to where you are, and, and just helping people, the importance of... Um, of people and community in 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 who is Andy Henderson. Um, so, so honestly, no, thank, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, just a couple more really quick questions. Um, and I kind of, I don't really want to ask you this one, but I ask everybody, um, what are you having for your tea? <laughs> what day is it? Thursday? Oh, no, Thursday is when I've got, I've got a bizarre auntie. It's, my, it's Jenny's auntie, actually. And she, every Thursday, she invites Jenny and the kids for tea. Never, never me. Oh, wow. I never get invited and nothing's ever spoken about why I don't get invited. <laughs> We're going to Alison's for tea. You are self-serving. So what am I going to have for tea? I don't know. Maybe a takeaway tonight. I might have fancy a kebab. Yeah, yeah. No, strong choice for Thursday. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Um, have you ever asked a question why you're not invited on a Thursday? Do they talk about you on a Thursday? Who knows? I don't know. And it, it's kind of gone on so long now that I think it's very, very awkward to say, why Why is it that I... not welcome around this? And they are welcoming. They come around to ice. We play poker. We have some drinks. You know, we go, we visit them and, you know, everything. But it's just, it's just, it's just weird, you know? It's just like weird. Why yeah. does that happen? Anyway, why, I, I, why does that, that, you know, it's just one of those little idiosyncrasies of life where you just go... That, that's weird, but it's okay because that's what it's always been like. So let's just crack on. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And final question: and if people want to know more about you, where would they go? What would they do? What would they find? Well, my website's a bit poor. It's been redeveloped as we speak. It literally is. Um, so forget the website because that's like three years old. I would literally go to my LinkedIn profile and and look consume some of the information because I'm I, I I give everything away literally. 
if someone was to consume all my content, they would never have to pay me for my course to work for me to work with them because it's all there. I don't I don't hold anything back. So literally, my my personal and Andy Henderson LinkedIn profile. Read up about me. Watch some of the videos. Read some of the stuff I talk about, and you'll get a sense of who I am. And hopefully, if you've got a sense of who I am through this conversation as well. And uh, yeah, you might get some really good tips for for helping your business uh, grow and helping you feel good and helping you become a better leader. Hopefully, that's my aim anyway. Yeah, no, no, completely. And I'm sure, I'm sure, sure they will. I just want to say, Andy, it's been an absolute pleasure to have this opportunity to chat with you today. I get to know you a little bit better. I could talk to you for for ages, but as you've shown already, you're a popular chat with your phone ringing. Um, and I'm sure you've got a lot of other people that you need to help. So just thank you so much for your time. Um, thank you. And, and I look forward to speaking with you again very soon. Thank you, Lee. Very good. Really appreciate it. And it's been wonderful. Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lee Horton, the business problem solver, or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.